Thank God for the song, Call His Name. You can always call His name. You can call on Him, like the Bible says, call, and once you call, then you pray. So call upon Him, because we all need to call His name. Amen. Thank God. For that song by Trinity Five Seven. Amen. Thank God for His Word, and we're gonna magnify Him because He is the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He's the King among Kings. He's the Lord among Lords. And He is the one that exists at all times. He's omnipresent. And we know that we have a deliverer in the midst of us in our walk of life. Amen. Thank God. For this first Sunday, welcome to Words of Deliverance Christian Center broadcast. Amen. And right now, we want to say our confession because God's word will not come back to him void. So we confess. Father, in the name of Jesus, we confess your will over our finances today that we have given the tithes of our increase, and we claim the windows of heaven, blessings for our lives. Malachi 3 and 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith our tithes, said the Lord of hosts, who is the host of our giving. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Thank you, Father. Our mind is alert, and we hear your voice. And the voice of the stranger we will not follow. John, the 10th chapter, 3 through the 5th verse. To him the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. And leadeth them out. Fourth verse. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. The fifth verse. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Thank you, Father. We receive now doors of opportunity, which is favor. Open for our lives and our family. Father, we have given to the poor, therefore we will never lack. We will always have an adequate amount and adequate resources in all things. And you are raising up others to use their power, ability, and influence to help us. We look forward every day, Father, for your spirit to speak to men and women concerning 
giving to us. And in the name of Jesus, those to whom your spirit has designated are free to obey and give to us. As it is written, Luke 6, 38, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over some men, get into your bosom. In Jesus' name, we believe every need is met with heaven's best. We have given for the support of your work and to those who teach your word. You prophesied, Philippians 4.19, that you will supply all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we thank you, Father. We, we thank you, Father. We like, we live the best and enjoy the best in every area of our lives. Father, you said, Job 2.28, Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee because of our covenant vow with you for your kingdom in the earth. Now, this is our decree. Our family is debt-free and healthy for the work of the kingdom, and we thank you for your wisdom and insight. You give us richly all things to enjoy. 1 Timothy 6, 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Now, Satan, we bind your activity in our lives, and we lose the angels. Matthew 18, 18 through 20 Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Nineteenth verse, again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. We thank you for the ministering spirits of God to minister for us and bring in all the necessary finances so that we may continue to finance the kingdom of God, Father. Your word declares that our giving increases the fruits of our righteousness. Philippians 1 and 11, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. In Proverbs eleven thirty, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. We thank you, Father. We have the abundance of life, the abundance of peace, the abundance of joy. <coughs> the abundance of joy the abundance of patience, the abundance of temperance, and the abundance of goodness operating in our lives. <coughs> we thank you for, we thank you for the maximum return on our giving is ours because we have give, we have given to the we have given to promote the name of Jesus and the gospel in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.
confession. Enter into the gates. And decree. And give him back his word that which he has spoken. And it will not be void. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the preparation of this word, the revelation, knowledge of this word. And we thank you, and we give your name to praise God to fulfill what has been spoken and what has been prophesied through your holy prophets about the Messiah, the anointed one, and his anointing. Thank you that you have given me an opportunity to speak your word. In Jesus' name, let the people be blessed. Now, today's scripture is Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 1 through 27, in the King James Version, and also Amplified, which gives more information in a translation of understanding God's word. Ephesians 4, 1 through 27. In the Amplified, I'm sorry, in the King James Version, it reads, Therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the blood of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called, one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up for far above all heavens that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro 
and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speak the truth in love may grow up into him. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in this measure of every part. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That is, I say, that this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, this is Paul talking, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, whom being past filling have given themselves over unto the seriousness to work all uncleanness, uncleanliness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man which our God, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And the key verse to this chapter is verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Now Paul was speaking all of these things and letting you know that in the midst of your trans transitioning from darkness into light, in that 27th verse, neither give place to the devil. Now the text for today is neither give place. In other words, be conscious of what's going on in your life. Be conscious of your surroundings. Be conscious of the words that come out of your mouth. Be conscious of all things that can help you prepare to become a Christ-like or a Christian or a man or woman of God. Paul was a prisoner. Naturally so. He was locked up in prison because of 
spreading the gospel of Christ. <coughs> now, there's also a spiritual prison in real time right now today when we're in a situation with people that try and condemn or convict you or disagree on things that you're talking about according to God's word or the lifting of Christ, there are a lot of opinions that people have for this walk. But what we need to know is that the word, like David said, that I have had, had hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. So now you're going to get place. When David said, thine word that I have hid in thy heart, that I might not sin against thee. In other words, what David is saying is that he is not giving place to the devil because thine word that I have in my heart that is hidden in places that you unexpected, in situations when you're going through certain things, that word that's hidden in your heart will spring up and minister to you or warn you or discern that the situation that you're in neither give place. Neither give place. And if you read about being a prisoner, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. In other words, whatever your calling is, walk into that calling. If you're called to be an apostle, walk wherewith you have been called. If you call to be a prophet, walk wherewith that you have been called as a prophet or pastor or teacher or evangelist. Walk in that calling and at the same time when you're walking in your call, neither give place. Neither give place. And the problem is, is that we are all going to have situations in our lives that's going to try and compel you to get place to the situation or give place to the devil, which is giving place to unwanted situations that's going to try and offset your calling or offset your belief, or offset the things that you have to do for God. Amen. So neither give place. Neither give place. In Ephesians, the third chapter in the first verse, for this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for the sake of you Gentiles, that's 3-1, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to 
Philema, our dear friend and fellow worker. Now Paul is pinning these letters and still have the move of God in the letters. Although he's not present, but his letters are present. In other words, the Pentecostal movement must go on. So Paul decided to continue the Pentecostal movement by way of letters. Letting them know that I am a prisoner, but yet I am still in the ministry. Paul begins the passage describing himself as a prisoner of Jesus Christ. This seems to be an intentional play on words, bringing forth two meanings. Theologians believe that Paul was communicating matter of factly that he was in fact in a very real prison, believed to be in Rome because of his service. Jesus, in real time, instead of being a real prisoner, you are still a prisoner because people has put you in a spiritual prison on behalf of Jesus Christ, calling on your, because of the calling on your life to become a messenger. Once you become a messenger of Jesus Christ, then people wants to put you in prison. And there's a lifestyle change. And that is a process that takes time and requires support once you're ready to make a change. Now, the process requires uh, support. So when Paul was saying in Ephesians about one another, he was letting you know that we all require support. In other words, lift your brother up, lift your sister up, encourage them, motivate them in letting them know that they can go on in this Pentecostal movement in the calling of God, the things that you have to do or say what God has for you to do or say. Because there are some people that is going to cross your path and they may need a word from God. And they don't know because they are part of the Gentile community, which is an unsaved person. So what we need to do is make sure that we're not giving place to the enemy to slow us down. Because Paul was saying, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of a statue of the fullness of Christ. In other words, the only way we're going to get the fullness of Christ is that we have to get into God's word and become a unit, one to another. If you see something that you know that's not like God, you discern it, and you have someone that's in your midst uh, doing things that's, that they don't understand, 
educate them, give them education, give them the word, and bring them back into the move of God because there was a place that has been given to the enemy and the Bible says that the devil can creep in unaware. So be aware because God has a lot of things for us to do. But we have to be a part of knowing and the only way that we're going to know if we read God's word and hide it in our heart and then when situations come, the word that is hidden can spring up or mount up and give you information on what that situation is trying to do to you. In other words, it's going to discern. It's going to discern because the word of God discerns the intents of the heart and is sharp than any two-year sword. So what we need to do in this walk, in this lifestyle change, is to support one another. Once you're ready to make a change, the difficult part is committing and following through. So do your research. Study God's word. Make a plan. Put it on the table. And then, once you make the plan and you did your research and you, you, you made the plan, and then that will prepare you for the unity or to prepare you for being a soldier of Christ or preparing you to continue the Pentecostal movement. And then the, the careful planning means setting small goals and taking things one step at a time. In other words, you have scriptures that you can learn that can be a part of your life, something that can be a part of the foundation of your growth because you have to start from the foundation and work yourself up. It's just like building a house. And Jesus is the chief cornerstone. So when you build in the foundation, which is God's word, and the more word that you have, and the more word that you receive, the foundation brings you up because the foundation has been solid. Now there is room for growth. But if you're not studying and you don't have discernment because of the non-study, you study God's word. God's word is discernment. And once you have having God's word in you, then circumstances cannot really overtake you. Well, let me rephrase that. Circumstances cannot overtake you if you have God's word and you have the faith of what God is saying. And the deterrent is situations or like I spoke last week, that Sunday about sicknesses and disease are distractions 
The enemy distracts us and try to draw our attention away from God's word because the enemy knows the more of God's word that we have in us is the more of discerning that we have. We can have the acute judgment of Christ because of his word. And that's what make you have keen discernment through God's word because it's sharp and it, it comes back to your, your memory and it lets you know that there is something there that you need to draw your attention to and nip it in the bud and keep it moving. Amen. So it's, it's a lifestyle change. In other words, you're converting from darkness into light. But you have to be illuminated day by day. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Your, that, those are going to be your endeavors. That's the third verse. Those got, are going to be your endeavors to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. In other words, following peace with all men and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. So what are we doing? We are endeavoring to do God's will. We are endeavoring to be just like God as we go on with our walk. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And that's the reason why grace is there because it's a measure. So we continue in sin that grace may abound. The Bible says, God forbid. So if you're endeavoring, if you're striving, if you're giving your all in all, in the spirit of God, then there's grace. And the Bible says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord, which is the grace, shall uphold him in his hand. So keep that in mind. It's going to be a struggle sometimes. The enemy's going to come and he's going to try to take his place just like the unclean spirit, when he left, and he went out into dry places, and there was nothing living there in dry places. So he, what did he do? He went back to where he came from, and not only that he went back, he came back with seven more that was more wicked than he was. So. He went back there 
because that is a living being and he can try with this among the seven that he brought with to control or alter your lifestyle. The more wicked it than him. So that's why the Bible says not to give place to the devil. Stay in one unit. Don't fall by the wayside. Or you have uh, 100 sheep and one went astray and the 99 is fine. So Jesus doesn't have to worry about the 99 but he does have to come after that one that went astray because the 99 is still focused but that one that one means a lot to him. So 2 Corinthians 5th chapter 17th verse and it says therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, look, listen, all things are become new. Galatians 6 15, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. In other words, when Peter was on the housetop, and the Bible said that the heavens opened up and told Peter to eat certain animals. And Peter said, not so, Lord. Now, he's saying not so, Lord, because that is part of the uncircumcision, which are Gentiles. But it's certain animals that you can eat, which will be part of the circumcision. But what Paul is saying in Galatians 6.15, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avail anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. So we are a new creature, whether you are Gentile or Jew, it doesn't matter. Circumcision is the Jew, and the uncircumcision are considered Gentiles. So if, if Paul is saying that doesn't matter anymore, the only thing that matters is a new creature. Amen. Galatians 6.15. Circumcision and uncircumcision doesn't mean anything anymore. So Peter kept saying, not so, Lord. And there was three animals that were presented to him that represented the three men that came to the gate to look for him because Cornelius sent the three men to bring Peter back to the house to preach to who? The uncircumcision, which were the Gentiles. And Peter didn't understand the vision, but yet he still obeyed God and Cornelius and went to the house to preach to the Gentiles. So three men came, which was represented by the three animals 
which the three animals were forbidden to eat according to the Jewish law or according to what God was saying about what you should eat and not eat. So what God was letting Peter know that the Gentiles have free reign to salvation as well as the Jews. So there's no circumcision nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. So what we do, what, what am I saying? What I am saying is that in Ephesians, if you read Ephesians, the fourth chapter, it's about the call to the ministry, and it's about not giving place to the devil, and it's also bringing in the Gentiles and the Jews and making them as one. Because in Ezekiel, the 18th chapter, the Bible says, all souls are mine, but the soul that sins shall die. So put all of that together and think in your subconscious mind leaving information there saying neither give place to the devil. Neither, neither give place. Now, if you're weak, your brother can help you to become strong again. Why? Because there are witnesses one to another. And we must remember and realize that we all are in this together. No separation. It says in the Amplified, and then I'm going to close. So I, the prisoner, this is Paul, for the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That is, to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, a mature behavior, a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. With all humanity forsaking self-righteousness and gentleness, gentleness Maintaining self-control, which is neither giving place to the devil. Maintaining self-control, in other, in other words, discipline in this walk. Because that's what it's going to take. Discipline in this walk. It's just like exercising. When you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to maintain a healthy body, what do you do? You maintain self-control with patience because if you don't have patience then that's going to offset all of the things that you're endeavoring to do to become a child of God maintaining self-control with patience bearing with one another in unselfish love make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit 
in the bond of peace, each individual working together to make the whole successful, working together to make the whole successful, there is one body of believers and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when called to salvation. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of us all, who is sovereign over all and working through all and living in all, yet grace, yet grace. Without grace, we will stumble and remain there. But grace will pick us up and say, you can continue to run this race. Yet grace, God's undeserved favor, was given to each one of us, not indiscriminately, but in different ways in proportion, proportion to the measure of Christ. Christ is rich in abundance given. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he bestowed gifts on men. Now, this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also had previously descended from the heights of heaven into the lower parts of the earth, which he went down, took the stain of death, released all the men and women of God who were descendants, is the very same as he was, as he who also has ascended high above all the heavens, that he, his presence might fill all things, that is, the whole universe. His presence, the whole universe, might fill all things the whole universe, as his gifts to the church were varied, and he himself appointed, he himself appointed. Now, listen at this. He himself appointed. This is God, Jesus. He, he himself appointed. Not man. He himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people, some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation, and some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct and he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for work, works of service, to build up the body of Christ, the church, until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God growing spiritually, spiritual growth. We need to grow spiritually to become a mature believer reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual 
completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. No division in unity. So that we are no longer children, but spiritually, no longer children, spiritually immature. We're no longer children now. We have meat. We are ready. And we're not tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea and carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine by the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit. It's all about money. But speaking the truth in love in all things, both our speech and our lives expressing his truth. Let us grow up in all things into him, following his example, who is the head, Christ. From him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies. So we need one another. When each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. The Christian walk, so this I say, and solemnly affirm together with the Lord as in his presence that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live in the fertility of their minds and in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls for their moral understanding is darkness and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. Selfish, no share in it. This is because of the willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them because of the hardness and insensitivity of their heart. And they, the ungodly, in their spiritual apathy, having become callous and unfilling have given themselves over as prey to unbridled sensuality eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity that their desires may, may demand but ye did not learn Christ in this way if in fact you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus revealed in his life and personified in him, that regarding your precious way of life, you put off your old self completely. Lifestyle change. 
completely discard your formal nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desire, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished, mental and spiritual attitude, and put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image, God-like, in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. Therefore, rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, or they call in real time alternate truths, spreading rumors, any such as these, speak truth, each one with his neighbor. For we are all parts of one another, and we are all parts of the body of Christ. Be angry at sin. Be angry at sin, at immortality, at injustice, and ungodly behavior. Yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you sin nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And the key verse, and I'm done, and do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Amen. Think on these things and let the Holy Spirit minister to you and give you guidance because it will guide you into all truth. And we thank God for his word and we magnify you and give us a mind to not give place to the devil. Give us a mind to be that which has been spoken in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. God bless us. Move by your spirit. And we shout glory. And we give your name the praise. In Jesus' name. Circumcision and uncircumcision has been eliminated. There's no more Jew or Gentile. It is called being a new creature in Christ. We are renewed daily and his mercy endure forever. And his grace is there to encourage us not to continue in sin because Paul said 
shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And he answered the question, God forbids it. Amen. Thank God for his word. Thank God. And we magnify him because he is who he said 